So welcome to today's class three of 12 in the connection and relaxation series. Today's theme of class is non-stealing. And so non-stealing from, from the perspective of a call for us to live with integrity, both with ourselves and in relationship to other people. So if we're living in fear or carrying around a lot of lies, um, that growing dissatisfaction within ourselves can sometimes lead us look, to look outward with a tendency to take what's not rightfully ours, um, whether it's stealing from ourselves or stealing from the environment um, or from our future. Living with self-responsibility means letting go of blame, uh, resentments, and guilt, because guilt really doesn't serve anything or anyone. So anytime that any of these come up for you, uh, we're literally turning over the control of our, of our energy, of our emotional life, and uh, letting that control be taken by something outside of ourselves. So non-stealing is really living with self-responsibility. And can we look to see where we are? Like, where am I in this, in each, uh, in each situation? Every time that we feel off or out of sorts, how can we turn that lens internally and really look for either what is le the learning for us in that or where we can be or where we're responsible for what's happening in our lives? And in regards to the time that has gone by since the last practice, what were you able to notice about yourself between then and now? Are you able to play with that concept of being real versus nice? To just let your own music play. So to begin tonight, we're just gonna check in with how our bodies meet the floor or meet whatever surface it is that you are beginning your practice on tonight, whether you're on a mat or on the carpet in the living room. You might even be doing it in bed. Noticing the places of connection in the back of the body. The spaces that, that feel like they are the most grounded into the surface beneath you. connecting to that sense of gravity. Inviting yourself into this space and into your internal landscape with curiosity of what is present for you in your mind, your body, and your breath. Letting go of everything from your external day, whatever might be left waiting, whatever is on tap for tomorrow. And just inviting yourself into this present moment 
Sensing into the place at the back of the head. Just a gentle side to side rocking of the head. Really noticing that point of connection where the back of the head comes to rest on the floor. Is there any tension in the neck? Be aware of the space where the back of the neck rests away from the floor. And where it connects to the top of the shoulders. Sensing into the space beneath the shoulder blades. Noting whether one side feels heavier than the other. And the point where the arm bones come out of the shoulder blades, or out of the shoulder socket, sorry. And how is each arm held in space? Do the elbows have the same area of contact? Or is one arm held more internally or externally rotated than the other? Allowing this noticing to travel down the lower arms, the wrists, and into the hands. Whether the palms are to the ceiling or to the floor, just noticing whether this contact is the same throughout the fingers, the knuckles, one hand to the other. And then tracing the line of the spine from the base of the neck all the way down to the back of the pelvis. Noting any areas of tension or pain. Again, whether one side feels the same or different as the other. And sensing into the back of the pelvis, glutes, the weightedness one side of the pelvis versus the other. And the connection point of the upper legs into the hip sockets. Noticing each leg, each knee, each foot. Again, whether they are held in space the same or different from one another. Noticing which direction the knees and the toes are pointing, left to right. Scanning the whole body, head to heels. Just being present with whatever you notice in your soma tonight.
And if you've arrived to your mat with some degree of pain or tension, knowing where that is for you, but also looking to connect to a place in the body where there is no pain, a place that feels full of ease, And then starting to notice the breath. With each inhale and exhale where the breath is moving your physical body. Noticing the speed or rate of breath. No needing to change it, just noticing. Is it full and deep or is it short and shallow? Is there any jerkiness or pause to the breath? If it helps, you can bring the hands to the low belly beneath the navel. If you're, all, if you're not already here, in starting to invite the breath deep into the belly, expanding into the space beneath the hands. Each inhale, belly rises. Each exhale, belly falls. Letting the in-breath flow seamlessly into the out-breath. Trying to eliminate the pause between the two segments of breath. And as you stay connected to this smooth and continuous loop of breath, inviting the breath all the way into the belly, feeling the expansion of belly, ribs at the side body, into the back body. Letting each full and complete breath allow you to sense into all the spaces the breath moves the body all the way up into the upper chest. And starting to take a mental count of both the inhale and the exhale. 
I'm just noticing what each piece of breath, how many counts for each. Which part of the breath is longer for you tonight? The inhale or the exhale? Staying connected to that smooth loop of breath all the way down into the belly. Getting curious about making the length of the inhale the same number of counts as the length of the exhale. When you feel complete with that noticing, bringing the breath to even. Just taking pause and returning to a normal spontaneous breath. And bringing back this idea of self-responsibility versus non-stealing. When we compare ourselves to others, we either find ourselves lacking, which makes us feel cheated, or we find ourselves superior, which leaves us feeling arrogant. Our attention on others from a place of discontentment with ourselves can lead us to live vicariously through others or to try and control, manipulate, or manage them to make ourselves feel better. So thinking about our breath as the teacher, the challenge becomes to let go of comparison, to let go of competition, to grow our ability to look inward, to find our fears and perceived shortcomings, to take responsibility for our thoughts and choices, and choose to use the challenge to grow, to grow into the traits we desire, as well as using our challenges to develop compassion for others who might be experiencing the very same issues. Focusing on stretching into the different places of our breath serves as a reminder to look into the different places of ourselves when we get angry or resentful or fearful and to take responsibility for what we find. We're gonna head into the movement portion of practice. 
So you can stay where you're at on your back. I'll just invite you to bend the knees and place the feet flat on the floor. Whatever distance apart serves you so that you feel stable and steady throughout the back of the pelvis. And before we start any movement, just noticing that connection point at the back of the head. Notice where the tailbone sits in relation to the back of the pelvis. Natural curve at the low back that rises off of the floor. And the shoulder blades that rest into the floor. As you start to take your next inhale, starting to send the tailbone in to the floor beneath you. With curiosity for how big or small that movement feels like it needs to be in your body tonight. We're trying to press the tailbone into the floor with the inhale, allowing the low back to rise away from the floor. And as you exhale, softening that back line contraction, then returning to neutral. Allowing this arch come all the way up the spine. So the degree of contraction doesn't have to be super strong. Just sensing into those backline muscles, the extensors that run alongside the spine. When they come online, it brings the back into that arching movement. And more importantly than how far we can get into it is how connected, how smooth and controlled can we release out of that contraction back to neutral. Looking for any sticky or jumpy spots along the release. As you're coming in and out of this simple movement of arch and release, checking in with the jaw, noticing whether it's being held tight, or can you let it soften? And also with the shoulders, the upper neck. Is anything else in there engaging or trying to help out? And can you let them be soft and quiet? Just coming back to this easy arch and release of the backline muscles.
Wherever you're at, starting to make your way back towards neutral and taking pause. Reconnecting to that deep belly breath. Jaw soft, shoulders heavy, back line is released. Again, thinking about the tailbone. Inhaling here, neutral. And as you exhale, starting to tilt the tailbone up towards the ceiling. Engaging the lower abdominal muscles. And as they start to turn on, noticing how the low back arch starts to get pressed into the floor, flattening the back. And letting your next inhale soften you back to neutral. So in this opposite movement, the backline muscles are totally relaxed. It's the engagement of the abdominals that draws the tail up towards the ceiling and presses the low back into the floor. And start as small or as big as you want, whatever is required for you to connect to the movement. Heading towards a place where you're engaging all of the abdominal muscles. Drawing that curling motion up into the upper body. So even the heads of the shoulders might rise a little bit towards the ceiling, turning on the upper chest muscles. As he does it, softening out of that. Releasing from shoulders all the way back down to the tailbone. Again, noticing where any of those shaky or sticky spots show up or long the release. And letting yourself ease out of the front line contraction, heading back towards neutral. Allowing yourself to take a couple passes in either direction. Moving with the brave or with the wave of breath. Inhaling into arch. Exhaling back to neutral. Always taking pause in neutral before transitioning in the opposite direction. My apologies if you can hear the crows.
Once you've found some movement in either direction, letting yourself head towards uh, legs extended, taking a soma scan. Just let yourself notice anything that has shifted with just that arch and flatten practice. And then we'll bring the knees back to bent, feet flat on the floor. Having um, a belt handy nearby, we won't quite go into it yet, but just so that you don't have to move too much. Once you find yourself comfortably situated there with knees bent and feet flat on the floor, Start to send some pressure down through the bottom of the right foot. You're making an impression in wet sand. Just notice how that shifts the weight in the pelvis. And try that two or three times with just the right foot, pressing and releasing. Even noticing if there's any shakiness in that right glute as it tries to smoothly release. Then go ahead and try that same noticing on the left side two or three times. Noting what is the same or different. And then just alternating, pressing side to side one or two times. Sensing into that shift of weight side to side in the pelvis. And keeping the left knee bent, extending the right leg out long. If you are um, on carpet, um, this might be a little bit more resistance, but if you have hardwood floors or linoleum and you have a sock on, um, it'll be helpful for um, dragging, like the heel drags for this next exploration. But socks on carpet is fine, it's just a little bit more resistant, so um, whatever you choose. So with the left, knee bent, right leg long. Leaving that right leg long and just going into external rotation. 
just a gentle rotation, allowing the knee of the right leg to fall out towards the right side of the body. Keeping a stable and steady pelvis, just knowing or noting what that range is of external rotation. You don't need to force it or stretch it or pull it. Just notice how what the comfortable rotation is of the upper leg bone in the hip socket. Get curious about originating this external rotation from the hip socket versus trying to move the foot out so that the knee, the foot, the toes just come along for the ride. But that rotation is generated in the hip socket itself. Where any sticky spots show up as that foot comes back to center. Then again, heading into external rotation, finding that edge. Pausing here with the right leg externally rotated and then starting to slow and easy, draw the right heel towards the right glute. Keeping it in contact, supported with the floor. Again, just noticing the comfortable edge drawing the heel to the glute, and then extending and coming out of that external rotation. Playing with that movement one or two more times at your own speed. If you carry or tend to carry a lot of tension in the glutes, this might feel really effortless coming into external rotation. Or conversely, this might cause a lot of pulling on the inside of the leg. If you carry more frontline tension in the body, you're just noticing what the sensation is for you. And then taking pause. And from leg extended straight to the right leg still, coming into internal rotation of that extended right leg. And just feel like you have more range here or less. Again, letting the foot, the toes come along for the ride. That internal rotation generated in the hip socket. So there's no added force or torque on the knees or the ankles. And then adding on to that internal rotation once you found that internal edge starting to draw the heel towards the glute. This might be a smaller movement 
than the previous. Slow and easy, pain-free range of motion. And letting yourself pandiculate in between those two different directions. So external rotation and draw the heel up, extend, come back to center, internal rotation and draw. Really staying connected to the sensation of the upper leg bone rotating in the hip socket. And then finally, coming to pause by drawing the right foot up into knees bent, foot flat on the floor. And you can either keep the left knee bent or you can send the left leg out long, whatever feels more comfortable. And finding your belt, staying with that right leg, putting the belt behind the right knee so that you can comfortably leave your arms at rest on the floor. So from shoulders to elbow is still connected with the floor. Gripping an end of, of the belt in either hand. So supporting or de-weighting that leg in knee bent position with the belt behind the knee. And so from this position with the foot at rest on the floor, Starting to allow the foot to float off of the floor and drawing the knee towards the chest. Giving yourself as much or as little support of, of that belt as you need. Allowing the knee to be drawn towards the chest. And then slow and easy softening out. Getting curious about how slow and controlled you can allow that right foot to come back to rest on the floor. Taking three or four passes. Really noticing aiming for the ability to have a smooth and slow release in that right hip flexor as the foot heads back towards connection with the floor. And then the next time the knee is being drawn towards the chest, from this position suspended here in space, supported by the belt, allowing the knee to start to come into external rotation. So letting it drop slowly towards the right side of the body, but only so far that you are stable and connected in both sides of the pelvis. So the body isn't tilting 
and rolling to the right. Just playing in what is the true range of motion of that right hip socket. Coming in and out of that with the knee held in space, the foot suspended off of the floor. If that's too high load, you can keep the foot connected to the floor and just allow the knee to come out towards the side body and then back to center. And then switching to internal rotation with the right leg bent. So whether the foot stays supported on the floor or held in space, allowing the knee to drift across the midline of the body heading towards the left side. Does this feel like a freer movement than, inter or than external rotation? direction feels freer or easier in your body. And letting that knee alternate between external rotation and internal rotation one or two times. Then finishing up, supporting that right knee in space with the belt, foot is off of the floor. Imagining your favorite colored pencil coming out of the top of the knee. You can start to draw circles on the ceiling with the kneecap. Whatever direction, small circles, bigger circles, trying to really connect to a, the drawing of a smooth round circle. Looking for any places around that circle that feel tougher to connect to, maybe shakier to pass through. And then switching direction. Noticing how that changes anything. If you want to finish off this exploration, you could make, you could write your name on the ceiling or do a figure eight or a spiral. Just noticing what you notice about that right hip flexor as it engages and releases throughout the movement. And letting that 
right foot come back into contact with the floor, releasing the belt from the leg, sending both legs out long. Really just enjoying a pause. Taking a deep belly breath. Sensing in to the difference, contrasting and comparing right hip flexor to left. Feel like one side is longer or freer than the other. And then allowing that right knee to bend again, foot flat on the floor. And transition to the same exploration with the left leg. So starting with a simple um, leg extended, coming into external rotation of the upper left leg bone in the hip socket. Your experience of external rotation with the left leg might be much different or very much the same as your right leg. Being curious about your experience. Staying with just the external rotation of the left leg. Taking pause in center. With the leg out long, coming into internal rotation now. Two or three times. Noting what feels like a bigger, freer movement of the left leg. Taking alternating back and forth between external rotation and internal rotation with the leg out long. Noticing any hitches or snags in the hip socket itself through either of these directions. And the next time the leg finds external rotation, starting to draw the left heel towards the glute. Once you found your edge, transitioning towards extension. Letting this happen two or three more times. Leg into external rotation and drawing the heel towards the glute. 
transitioning into internal rotation once you find your next pass at neutral. Internal leg rotation and drawing the heel towards the glute. Tick-tocking, side to side, external to internal. Dragging that heel along the floor towards the glute. And then bringing that knee into bent position with the foot flat on the floor. Again, that right leg can be extended now or can stay bent, whatever feels more comfortable. Supporting the left leg now with the belt behind the knee. And then allowing the left foot to start to float off of the floor as the left knee is drawn towards the chest. Not important how high, but how slow you can release the foot back to the floor. This is hip flexor release on the left side. Smoother or jumpier than it was on the right side. Depending on what version of load you would want to try, you can either keep the foot supported on the floor the next time you find your foot in contact with the floor. Allowing that knee to find external rotation. If you want higher load, you can try the same movement with the foot floating away from the floor. Whatever serves you tonight. And then coming into internal rotation with the knee bent, either foot supported or floating off the floor.
And then suspending that knee in space, foot right, foot floating off of the floor. Starting to make the smallest circles with the left kneecap on the ceiling. Noticing any places along the tracing of that circle that are jumpy or sticky. And then switching direction. Adding in a figure eight or writing a word. For those of us that still know cursive, I guess you could try block letters. Finishing up that explore, exploration of the left hip flexor. And when you are complete, allowing both legs to find extension, the body to find stillness, breathing deep into the belly for a soma scan. And we're going to transition on to laying on your left side. So if you have a blanket or pillow nearby handy so that you can prop the head up. So the back of the head, the neck is just a natural extension of the spine. And so the knees will be bent and stacked, but not in 90 degrees. So less of a bend so that the heels are kind of in line with um, with the tailbone. So we'd be closer to, uh, I don't know what that angle would be, 70 degree angle. And sensing into the head of your right glute, you need your fingertips, that space that if the hips are tight, or if you've ever had sciatic pain, right in the head of the glute med, the middle of the bum cheek. And so your left leg or the bottom leg is gonna stay glued to the floor, feet and ankles glued together. And just start to lift the right knee, the top knee towards the ceiling. Focusing on using that glute muscle glute contraction to draw the top knee towards the ceiling. Again, not as important how high it goes. It doesn't need to come all the way pointed towards the ceiling. Just to where you can start to sense that glute really engaged and contracted. And then how slowly can you let that knee come back to the bottom knee?
Five passes is generally enough to tire out that largest muscle of the body. Largest muscle group, I should say. Thinking of the knee as an elevator traveling up to the top floor. And as it starts to head back towards the ground floor, paying attention to any places where it feels like it might be skipping a floor or two along that release. And can you go slower through those places? Remembering to breathe, keeping the jaw and the face soft. Finding one more pass and then heading towards stillness on this side. Noticing if there's anything twinging in that left side while you're just trying to control the right. Taking a moment to roll briefly onto your back to contrast and compare sides. Connecting to that deep belly breath. And transitioning sides, rolling down, rolling over onto the right side. Setting the legs up in the same position, knees bent and stacked. Sensing into the head of the left glute this time. The same curiosity, allowing the top knee to rise towards the ceiling, keeping the ankles glued together. Four or five times, focusing on the smoothness of the release particularly through the last bits before that knee comes to rest on the bottom knee. Finishing up whatever pass that you are on, 
when you're complete, taking whatever position feels good for you for relaxation tonight. If you carry a lot of low back tension, you could put um, put your legs over the couch so that they were like you were laying on the floor, legs at 90 over the couch or the coffee table, or with a rolled up blanket behind your knees. Or maybe you'd prefer to be on your side or on your, on your stomach. Wherever you need to be comfortable to bring the body to stillness for the next however long you choose to enjoy some relaxation. And normally when I talk about non-stealing, I talk about humanity losing its sense of gratitude. But what I've been noticing delightfully so, as of late, is how much gratitude people are starting to have for the little things. And this time that we have really been, um, been given as this opportunity to connect to ourselves, to connect to our families, to connect to what's important, to really have the chance to notice what is and isn't working in the lives that we had before all of this happened. So we spent, we were spending so much time rushing around, focusing on what we don't have, what we want, rather than the abundance right in front of us. And I think that's a really beautiful gift of this time is when you can't, when that um, desire to achieve and obtain and get and do and schedule, when all that gets slowed down, when we can only go to the grocery store once a week or once every two weeks, noticing the abundance of what we have, the joys of the small things, cream in your coffee, your favorite meal, how good bed feels at the end of the day. This time as a global collective of humanity creates the opportunity to either see it as isolation or solitude. And can we connect to those little points, those little moments of joy and gratitude as we go through the next few weeks of this exploration together. So as you connect to yourself in this space, noticing your breath, your thoughts, particularly any shifts in what you perceive inside your physical body versus that first soma scan at the beginning of practice. Thinking about the bottoms of the feet, 
and inhaling as if you were inhaling a beam of bright white light from the bottoms of your feet all the way up to the crown of your head. And then exhaling from the crown all the way back down to the bottoms of the feet. Following the breath with the mind. Picture that white light filling your entire body, head to toe with light. Each inhale, that light spirals up to your heart where it pulses warm and bright. Now breathe that light out through your heart, sending it out into the world. As you inhale, the light fills you allowing the word abundance float in your mind. Follow the light down through your toes, inhaling back to your heart. And holding the word gratitude in your heart for a moment. Seeing the entire body filled with light Inhaling gratitude and exhaling generosity. Sending that light out into the world. You can stay connected to that breath or you can let it go. Just sensing into those ideas of abundance, gratitude, and generosity. If we can stop long enough to gaze at what is laid out before us, to let the mystery and beauty and the wonder of the seasons sit deeply in our soul, our hearts cannot help but burst forth in gratitude for life itself. For this whole weekend, Focus on gratitude. Be generous with your time and attention to those you share space with. Be thankful for the abundance and the greenness of your grass. And as you head into relaxation, contemplate the words of Albert Einstein. A hundred times a day I remind myself that my inner and my outer life depend on the labors of others, living and dead, and that I must exert myself in order to give in the full measure that I have received and am still receiving. <laughs>